Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM 87.6, 8 or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network. Wherever you are, positively different radio in the morning. You are with Lyle and... Minnie. Minnie, how are you this morning? Look, I see the sunrise pretty much every day when I'm on my way here, so it's always a great start. It is indeed. Yeah, even if it's been hard to wake I think up, it's talk always about nice. It. I think you talk about it pretty much every oh, morning. I'm so excited every morning. I'm like, oh, the sunrise is back and it's pretty again. <laughs> Was it as, as kind of overcast out there today? No, you should have seen it. Oh, my days. So, you know when it's just enough cloudiness that the like the colour just covers the whole horizon. Yes. Oh, so pretty. I was like, thank you, Jesus. Did you have rain? A little bit. Yes. Yeah, it was spitting. I had some stuff on the line before I came. I was like, oh, I better take it off. I better. Oh, okay. <laughs> what are you thankful for this morning? You know what? I love my track pants. Like, I just really love my track pants. No. No. Yeah. No. Yes. I'm I think there should be a law against track pants. Hey. Yeah, yeah, if I was dictator of Australia, I'd pass a law against track pants. No, no Trackadax. No, Trackadax no. gone. No, amazing. Dude, I <laughs> I would wear them every day if I could. I'm, I'm, I'm in a studio surrounded by fans of Trackadax. <laughs> I'm just like, they're comfortable, they're warm, this is fantastic. This makes, makes me happy. What are you thankful for? How are you feeling this morning? Um, <laughs> you've got me sidetracked on my law against track pants. Okay, so um, <clears throat> I am super thankful this morning for... Tax returns. Oh. Now, you never thought that you would ever hear me use the word thankful and tax in the same sentence. No, but, but you'll I get note, it. You'll note there that I very, very quickly s- snuck in the word returns. returns. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a good way of saving money, you know? Oh, no. <laughs> Because this is sort of you sort of your your employer pays too much tax or you you spend money in in various ways that get you a tax return and then uh, tax tax time comes and there's there's a nice little surprise in the Beautiful. middle of the year. Okay, so this morning we're going to be doing things a little bit differently. Mm. So normally in the second half of the show we have encounter with God. Today we are having encounter with God in the first half of the show, and this is so that we can work our way around Minnie's. Very busy schedule. You're a busy person these days. And so we're going to be launching straight into our Bible study. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. All right, so let's get into our Bible study. And we're talking today about how Jesus treated people. Mm. And this is interesting because the way that Jesus treated people has had a profound Found effect on our world today. Absolutely. Uh, Jesus was the most influential person who ever lived. There's no one will question, no historian will question that. And pretty much every day that goes by, most people in the world practice things that originated with Jesus and his model of treating people. Hmm. You see, if you study the history of the ancient world, and I love history, but if you study the history of the ancient world, it was a remarkably harsh and cruel place, and life had very, very little value. The value that the modern world places on life and the value that the modern world places on treating people like people originates with Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. and with Christianity and with the Bible and with the Word of God. That's where it comes from. That's where our modern ethical idea of treating people like we would like to be treated originates from. And the majority of our world does that on a daily basis, and it all begins with Jesus. I think that is just amazing. Absolutely. 
Okay, so God came to this world and God's like, okay, this is how you treat people, which is just, just fantastic. Uh, Luke chapter 4 and verse 22, please, Minnie. Luke 4 and verse 22. Mm-hmm. And let's look at... Look at how Jesus spoke. Okay, Luke 4.22 says, Everyone spoke well of him and was amazed by the gracious words that came from his lips. How can this be, they asked. Isn't this Joseph's son? Okay. I've forgotten to announce the... uh, I've forgotten to get you to announce the Mm. prize for today's We weren't quite sure what it was yet. (laughs) So today it's The Desire of Ages by Ellen White. Great book. Absolutely. Oh, this book, I think I first tried to read it when I was maybe like... 15 or 16, and it just fully, oh, I just wanted to know Jesus so much more because it just flushes out some of the stories a little bit. Amazing book. Yes. Mm. Okay, so get into that book right there. That is a fantastic story. And if you are listening to you know this particular Bible study where we're talking all about uh, the way that Jesus treated people, that's the book to read. Absolutely. Yes. Um. Okay, so what what... What kind of things is Jesus saying here in uh, Luke chapter 4 and verse 22? Well, my Bible just says that he speaks a lot of gracious words. Okay. Mm. A lot of gracious words um, are coming out of his mouth. and It seems to be very unexpected from where he is. They're like, oh, there's a Joseph son. Huh, why is he talking like this? All right, so whereabouts did they live? Whereabouts did he grow up? Nazareth. And what kind of a town was Nazareth? A bit of a rough one. Nazareth is a rough town, mm. and Jesus was a tradie. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so if you're a tradie coming from a rough town, what kind of an environment are you living in? Not the kind of environment where you would expect gracious words. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're like, wait a minute. Isn't Jesus, you know, the son of that tradie from Nazareth? You know, there are some rough suburbs in various cities in Australia that you kind of think... Can any good thing come out of, you know, one of those suburbs? Mm -hmm. When my youngest son first left home, uh, he moved into one of those suburbs because he's like, oh, the rent is cheap. It was like the only place in Sydney that he could afford. (laughs) Uh, But there was a reason that you could afford to live there because you didn't expect to, you know, you don't own nice things if you live there because... They're not going to stay with you. They don't stay yours. Yeah, they don't stay right. yours. Mm. Uh, and, you know, he experienced a little bit of that while he was living there. I used to call the place Death Valley. Oh, um, oh. <laughs> okay. Yep. Like, yeah, my son lives in Death Valley. Nice little picture. Uh, so that was, um, you know, and, and you look at a suburb like that, and this is where Jesus was coming from. Nazareth was one of those towns. It was kind of a, a stopover town for uh, particularly... The, uh, the Roman soldiers who were the police force of the time who travelled you know, through the empire and um, you know, they would stop and do immoral things when mm-hmm. they rested up for the evening, mm-hmm. pretty much. That was kind of how it was. Aye. Okay, but Jesus is not like that. He has grown up in a very, very bad environment, but that environment has not in any way, shape or form affected him. He hasn't let it rub off on him. Mm. And so there are gracious words coming out of his mouth. Let's go to uh, John chapter 1 and verse 17. Says, 117, For the law was given through Moses, but God's unfailing love and faithfulness came through Jesus Christ. Okay, this is interesting. This is an interesting verse right here because it has the word but in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Uh, the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. So does that then mean, because the word but is in there, 
that grace and truth did not come through Moses. It seems to imply that, yes. Or does it mean that the Lord did not come through Jesus? You know, you throw that word but in Mm. there and it kind of throws that spin on it, doesn't it? It makes you stop and think, wait a minute, maybe Jesus is not all about the law and maybe Moses is not all about grace. (laughs) Maybe there's a contrast between the two. Well, here's what's interesting. The word but has actually been added in. That's an added in word. It's not in the original. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay, so you could read the verse without the words, without the but. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. Right. Okay, so what you've got now is rather than a contrast between the two, you have a progression. Mm-hmm. You have a growth in knowledge and in grace, and you know that's the whole story of what Christianity is all about. You know, we we we, we start in one particular place, and then God keeps turning it. Uh, um, you know, it keeps adding to it as we as we work our way through, and uh, we you know we get to grow in grace. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. All right, next verse is Matthew chapter eight. We've got a bit of a passage here, so we'll probably uh, keep that for just a moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're going to read for those of you who want to follow us. If you are the passenger in the car, definitely look this up. If you can do this safely. And if you are somewhere else where you can do so safely, then Matthew chapter 8, verse 5 to 10 is the passage that we're going to look at. Um, and this is a story about Jesus you know, coming to Capernaum and meeting a centurion there. And um, the centurion's got a servant that is unwell, and Jesus is going to heal him of his disease. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Okay, so uh, yes, we are. Com- I'm having so much fun this morning with messing with everybody. Everybody's going to be turning up early, early at work. Like, oh, I'm running late. How come I be running so late? Because we've turned the show on its head this morning. We've had somebody who uh, who texted to, through and says, "So I turn on my radio and have to check my clock again." Bible encounter. I do my morning routine with Faith FM. So I text him back and like, yeah, we're just messing with everyone today. Just, just to keep things interesting, you know, <laughs> yeah. mix it up a bit. Okay, so Minnie does have uh, responsibilities today. She does have to duck off a little bit early. Yes. And uh, for that reason, we are doing Bible study. For, we are turning the show on its head mm. for Tuesday. Yes. Just Not Tuesday. any other day. Just, just Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> just Tuesday. That's it. Just Tuesday. Now, this is actually going to be good. For a lot of people who only catch half of the show because of their morning commute. True. So now you'll get to hear not just the news and interview section, but on Tuesdays you get to hear the Bible, Bible. study section. So really so, you're so welcome. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> so think about think about all of the uh, Bible studies that you've missed out on. Mm-hmm. On Tuesday you just get to you. have a Bible study. And then you get the normal section. Yeah. There we go. I like that positivity there, Lars. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> all right. So Matthew okay. 8, is that right? Uh, Matthew chapter 8, verse 5 through 10. Okay. When Jesus returned to Capernaum, a Roman officer came and pleaded with him, Lord, my young servant lies in bed, paralyzed and in terrible pain. Jesus says, I will come and heal him. But the officer said, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come into my home. Just say the word from where you are and my servant will be healed. I know this because I am under the authority of my superior officers and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say go and they go or come and they come. And if I say to my slaves, do this, they do it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed. 
Turning to those following him, he said, I tell you the truth, I haven't seen faith like this in all Israel. Fantastic. Mm. Okay, this is an amazing story right here. How did the Jews feel towards the Romans? Oh, there was definitely no love there. No? <laughs> I'd say quite the kinda, opposite. Kinda, okay, so they were under military occupation. Yes. So think about countries that are under military occupation right now. And we would probably think about Palestine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Palestine is under military occupation. How do the Palestinians feel about the Jews? Oh, there's some aggro. Yeah, there's <laughs> not so yeah. much love there, is there? No. <laughs> now, of course, there are many... Uh, on both sides of that equation, and when you actually talk to the, you know, a lot of the average people on the street, they just kind of want to get past it mm. and um, and learn, you know, love each other and get to know each other and enjoy each other's company. And I've met many people like that, but there's also a lot of um, aggro feelings right there. And here you've got Jesus, and the Jewish people have Jesus. Mm-hmm. Now you would think it's like, yes, we have Jesus, and he does. Amazing things, and you are Romans, and you might think you're powerful, but you don't have Jesus. <laughs> and so Jesus has been going around doing lots and lots of good things, and a Roman centurion comes up to him. And these are the guys that are typically hated by the Jews. These are the guys they have to pay taxes to. That's not so much fun. <laughs> These are the guys that are the police force and, you know, you want to talk about police brutality? Mm. Yeah, try living under the Romans. Mm. And then you'll really learn about police brutality. Uh, if you want to, you know, don't even get started going down that path. And so a Roman centurion comes up to Jesus. He's like, I've got a servant that's sick. Uh, can't. Can you heal him? And, you know, the expectation would be like, no, I'm here to help Jewish people. And it's interesting because Jesus does say, I'll come. He does. And, and then, then, and then, and then you're like, oh, no, yeah, no, yeah. no. Like, it's there's okay. no need for it's that. All good. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. It's all good. I'm a man under authority. Because mm-hmm. I would imagine that even just the Jesus saying he's going to come, people listening would be like, oh, mm-hmm. this guy's Roman. You're Jesus. I imagine that alone. And then, <laughs> and then what the Roman says. Yeah. You don't need to come. Yeah. It's like you have the authority. Just say. Just speak and it'll happen. <laughs> Were Oof. any Jewish people saying that kind of showing that level of faith? No. Well, this is what Jesus says, right? He's like, I haven't seen this in all of Israel. This is like this man, he understands something you guys don't. Yes. They they wouldn't have been happy to um He understands that Jesus is the Son of God and you know, when you think about the Roman soldiers that were Stationed, you know, the the the, the Jerusalem garrison. Mm. This word would have got around. Yeah, for sure. And you find that when Jesus dies on Calvary, everybody that was there, their hopes in Jesus being the Messiah were just smashed. You know, everybody's like, "Well, he's dead. Mm. He's been crucified. He's been killed as a criminal. It's all over. Um, let's, you know, figure out how we move on from here." except for two people. There were only two people at the cross who recognized what was actually happening. Mm. The whole universe, the angels and so forth looking on, they knew exactly what was happening. They knew this was the pivot point of the great controversy. This is where the battle was being won and lost, and as soon as Jesus died, the battle was won. Mm. You know, it's a pretty solemn occasion, but the battle was won. There were only two human beings that were there that day that actually realized that. 
One of them was the thief. Mm. And you can kind of understand where the thief could come from. You know, maybe he, maybe he had a sudden insight into the sacrificial system and gone, wait a minute, I remember when John the Baptist got called this guy the Lamb of God, the Lamb has to die and suddenly everything just sort of comes together for him. He turns around and says like, wow, when you come mm-hmm. into your kingdom, remember me. He figured it out. Yes. He figured it out while he was being executed. You know, wrap your head around yeah, that for a moment. Yeah. None of the disciples figured it out. You know, Jesus Jesus spelled it out to them in very plain language and can. they have no idea what's going on. <laughs> but then the other one, and this does your head even does your head in even more because he's not even going to have the sanctuary system to fall back on, is the Roman centurion who turns around and says this, this was the Son of God. Yes. There are two people that confess Jesus as Lord and Saviour at his crucifixion. Both of them are the unexpected ones. The way unexpected. <laughs> you would expect the disciples. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You might expect you know, some of the religious leaders to go, ah, wait a minute, what, 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 what? I can see what's Put going on together. here. Mm-hmm. Yep, connect some dots. But it's not. Mm. And I wonder whether this story has gone around amongst the Jerusalem garrison. Well, you know it has. Mm, absolutely. And it's got the Romans asking a whole bunch of questions. And I think you would too because he is someone who's in a position of authority, right? He's not just a random Roman, which I think... The That's right. He's travel. a centurion. He has 100 men under him. Yeah. Like people know this guy. He has, he has servants, he has slaves, and he has 100 men who are under his orders at you know mm. all times. Yep. And he's willing to ask a Jew... For help for this because Ooh. he sees that he's not just a Jew, right? Yes. yes. But man, yes. you could have some of his friends being like, "What? Don't talk to him," you know? Like, there's, I'm sure on the Roman side, there's still that. No, we are superior. Like, that's why we're in charge. So it's a natural conclusion to come to in the, mm. in that day and age. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Oh right. yeah. This is a great story. Oh, it's a very <laughs> cool story. Okay, but the amazing, yeah, I guess the thing here that we're looking at is the way that Jesus treats people and, you know, he doesn't turn the Roman centurion away. Mm. He, he addresses the Roman centurion's uh, needs and he heals his servant right then and there. Mm. Okay, Mark chapter 12 is where we're going to go to for our next Bible study verse. Mark chapter 12, and here we're talking to a lawyer. And we're going to read verse 34. In fact, you know what? We kind of need to read a few verses previous to this to get a little bit of context for uh, this story because, you know, this lawyer comes to Jesus with... The the lawyers were always trying to trip Jesus up in his words. Mm. And that's what lawyers are kind of paid to know know what to do. Yes. And so he's very, very refined at this art but he's also an honest-hearted person, and Jesus speaks to him with respect because of his honesty. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Uh, we've been talking about the Roman centurion. We're now going to move on to uh, to the... Um, Lawyers. The lawyer, that's right. We can <laughs> move on to the lawyer. Okay, so let's go to... Uh, let's go to, where are we going? Mark, that's right, Mark. Let's go to Mark chapter 12 and let's start reading in verse 28. 28 to 34. We're going to read a bit of a passage here. Okay, one of the teachers of religious law was standing there listening to the debate. He realized that Jesus had answered well, so he said, of all the commandments, which is the most important? Jesus replied, the most important commandment is this, listen, O Israel. 
The Lord our God is the one and only Lord. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind and all your strength. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. The teacher of religious law replied, Well said, teacher, you have spoken the truth by saying there is only one God and no other. And I know it is important to love him with all my heart and all my understanding and all my strength and to love my neighbor as myself. This is more important than to offer all of the burnt offerings and sacrifice required in the law. Realizing how much the man understood, Jesus said, You are not far from the kingdom of God. And after that, no one dared to ask him any more questions. I <laughs> <laughs> love that right there. I was like, nah. <laughs> okay, but this guy was on the money. Mm, mm. And he actually understood what um, salvation was all about. Aye. He actually got it. And Jesus recognizes that. He recogni- you know, he recognizes because it would be I, I don't know about you, but there's been times when my humanity gets the best of me. <laughs> yeah. And when somebody, you know, comes after me on a theological question, my ego is sometimes attached attaches itself to my you know, knowledge of the Bible and history and so forth, and I'm like, Okay, you are so wrong. Hmm. And I am going to just humiliate you right now <laughs> with how wrong you are. You know, this is this is my humanity coming yes. through, and we've all got to re- we've all got to recognize that we have these weaknesses and that we cannot ever afford to be like that. And so Jesus is here, and the lawyers have been asking him one curly question after another, trying to get him trapped. Mm-hmm. And this particular lawyer has been standing there listening. He's like. You know what? This guy's actually on the money. Mm-hmm. And one of the favourite things that they that the, the lawyers had discussed, and of course there were very clearly drawn battle lines between all of them on these issues, as which was the greatest of the commandments. You know, which one's the most important? They would fight it tooth and nail. You know, the the Sabbath is the most important, or thou shalt not kill is the most important. And these are the reasons why. You know, um, and so he asked Jesus this question. Jesus doesn't quote any of the Ten Commandments. He just quotes, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and all your mind, and your neighbor is yourself. And the lawyer's like, yeah, that actually makes sense. <laughs> yeah, That's the whole law right there. Yes. He says, I get that. It's because loving God is more important than anything we actually do, like giving sacrifices and so forth. Loving God is where it starts. You know, He understands that loving God is the motivation for and the reason why we offer sacrifices. Which is actually a really powerful insight that he has because I think even we in this modern day and age, it, that can be a hard thing. It can be hard to separate the why we do it from just to get it done. Exactly. You know, whereas he is in a whole culture where the sacrifice is still so important. And he goes, hold on. Yeah, yeah, I'm picking up what you're putting down. All right. Love God comes first. This is why we do what we do. That's more. Ah, oh, that's a really significant thing that he has. Mm. Absolutely. Okay, so somebody's texted through. Say, hey, uh, um, great having the Bible study early on Tuesday. Hardly get to listen to it later. There are many people listening. Uh, we're praying for you. Praise God. Can you tell us? Uh, um, oh, there's a there's a question there about where I get information uh, in relationship to the Vatican from. And okay, if you stay tuned, I've got an interesting story coming up in the news section, which will be in the second part of the show. <laughs> Uh, about the Vatican and an interesting meeting that took place at the Vatican back in 1980 and that is relevant for our world right now. So you're going to have to stay tuned for that one. All right, so, uh, 
Yeah, it's encouraging to yeah. people are being blessed. Thanks for the message. That's yes. we're glad you're listening. Yes. Where are we up to? Um, we were. Uh, oh, another text message coming through. They're coming through left, right, and center. We love it when you guys. Um, yes, the best. Um, text through. Okay, so this one says Jesus quotes the Shema passage, possibly his first memory gem he learnt, then extends it. Hmm. So the Shema passage, you, know, you shall love the Lord your God. You know, hear, O Israel, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And this would have been, you know, as as um, as this listener has pointed out, this is something that you know young Jewish boys would have learned off by heart. Um, and you know, maybe he learnt this when he was a toddler. Hmm. And I just want to encourage all parents out there: uh, if you've got children, toddlers can learn Bible passages off by heart. Mm. And if you're looking for a Bible passage for your toddler to learn off by heart, and toddlers have just the most amazing minds. <laughs> they are so intelligent. Don't ever underestimate the intelligence of a toddler. Uh, this would be a great place to start. Yeah. You know, Jesus obviously knew it off by heart because he just quotes it straight from the top of his head. And it's true. I think it's actually really powerful if you have the opportunity to share the Bible with kids. Yes. They'll, they'll remember, I mean, I remember my mum used to pray one of the blessings from Numbers over us every night, and it just, it just always stayed with me, just always, even when you're not really doing the super churchy thing. It's just it's there. Is that the one, <laughs> you know, may the Lord bless you and yes. keep you, that one? Yeah, yeah. Do you know that's the oldest portion of the Bible that we have that's actually written down? Wow, I didn't know that. You find that on the it's written on the silver scrolls. Huh. And the silver scrolls date back like 500 years older than the Dead Sea scrolls. Whoa. Yeah, these these like go back to the oh. first temple period. This is like they were written when the uh when Israel when Judah at least and possibly Israel was its own independent state and the descendants of David were still ruling. Amazing. Yeah, it's going back a ways. Wow. And that's, that, that's, that's that passage right there. Okay, so, um, yeah, and if you've got things to share, please do. We'd love to hear from you. Mm. Maybe we should have turned the Bible study upside down <laughs> earlier. We're getting all of, this, um, all of these comments just coming through. All right, where are we up to? We're in Mark uh, 12, verse 34. We're talking yes. about the lawyer and the scribe and uh, what he had to say there and how Jesus treated him. Mm. You know, Jesus could have been, you know, on edge. I know that I've got on edge at times when I've been surrounded by people who want to give me a hard time about uh, what the Bible says and it's so easy to just turn around and go bang and snap. Mm -hmm. And I remember I did that one time when I was young. I think it was the second evangelistic program I was ever involved in and somebody was just, just, Humbling me, mm. and I'm maybe what 24, 25, something like that, and so I'm just I just came out swinging back, you know, as you do, you know, uh -huh. just like the ego came out, and then somebody else came up, and I just I just swung around with you know both fists and just you know a big left hook uh, verbally, so to speak, yeah. and the person like no 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 I'm not like this person I'm not like that other person I just want to know I want to yeah. know what's going on here. And, of course, they're talking about the Sabbath. And, of course, um, I then had to take a deep breath and go, okay, you know, I've, I've, uh, I have let the Lord down here. Mm. Let's, um, let's stop and regroup. And, you know, praise God, that person um, has been serving God their entire life ever since then. Wow. From 1996 oh, until you, now. That's awesome. Um, and done a great work for God. Um, yeah. So let's treat people in the way that Jesus treated people 
and our life will be so much better. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.